Hello and welcome. This is Australian Transformers Weekly back for 2021. And let that roll around in your head for a while because the only way to actually say the name of this year is to say that 2020 won against us. Uh, we're back for 2021. We're bringing you Transformers news from around the world, uh, sometimes in Australian accents and sometimes with a couple of new voices. Uh, this is episode 223. We're recording live on Friday, January 15th, that year again, 2020. One. Uh, this week we will be talking about the new year and new figures because there's a shitload of them all over Australia. Um, maybe not all over. We've watched Earthrise, so we're going to talk about it. So there's going to be going to be quite a few spoilers, and um, there's a new Ultra Magnus figure coming, but he still has no cape, and we're probably not going to talk about that actually. Uh, all that and more is coming up in this week's episode of Australian Transformers Weekly. <music> back for 2021 i'm jason joining me this week we have a very full slate coming to us from perth western australia we've got bradley how are you doing bradley i'm doing well thanks jason happy new year and how are you doing uh the less said about my the less said about my last month the better we didn't end up doing a final show for 2020 it was basically my fault there's a lot there's a lot of things that have been going on in the over the last month in tcca that are kind of my fault uh i've I've been in hospital and out of hospital. I was going to say, not your fault per se. <laughs> they kind of are, but like it's okay. I don't um, think it's a thing you need blaming for. No, no, no. That's and that's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. There, there's definitely some blame to lay, and uh, that name, that that voice that you could hear there is Daria coming to us from Canberra. How are you doing, Daria? Hi, hello, happy New Year to partners and listeners. We're doing good down here. Is it? Is it? Is someone stealing your car? <laughs> no, so my neighbour's stealing their own car. Oh, fair enough. It's, well, I, it's, hopefully it's they bring it back. It's this annoying thing. It does a whole rigmarole, even just when he just starts it up. Oh, fair enough. Um, my uh, One of my friends from Canberra has just sent me a video of himself wearing a face mask with a digital uh, LCD sign in it. Uh, so, like, it's, it, must be a, it must be a Canberra thing, right? Um we also have a we also have a new person joining us this this week. Uh, Tony, you are in Sydney, aren't you? Uh, no, well, are you? Mostly Victoria, but I'm actually talking to you now in New South Wales. Yes. I'm so confused. Where do you live? In Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 no fixed address. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no fixed address. This, this is why all of the things that I try to send you bounce. Uh, well, right. welcome, welcome, Tony. Tony is Tony Kim hangs out in Transformers Collectors Club Australia's Facebook group and uh, makes a few makes a few randomly hilarious comments on a few things. <laughs> uh, he's been coming in and joining us on the Wednesday night video chats. Which, uh, if you are listening to the podcast and you've not joined us for a Wednesday night video chat, do feel free to. Do feel free to come on in and uh, and hang out. We do a, a messenger room in the group on Wednesday nights, um, and yeah, Tony comes in occasionally. Uh, there's there's a few people who a few people who come in occasionally to uh, come and join us and, and talk about things. And in fact, if you were on the Wednesday video chats, you'd probably be more up to date with what's happening than if you were listening to the podcast because the podcast <laughs> has been off the air for a month. Anyway, um, welcome to the show, Tony. And well, thank um, you so much. Yes, yeah, very, very nice to be here. Long, long time listener, first time caller. 
Yeah, so I was making the joke during the week that you've now ruined your podcast listening experience because you'll never listen to the podcast again now that you're on yeah. it. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'll, I'll have to delete all of the other podcasts out of my podcast app and just yeah, save well, for this one, right? Uh, so, I, I, I'll, look, I'll be honest. I can already see the stats for the stats for Victoria are going to be halved. <laughs> <laughs> for any of course, the other person who is in who is in Victoria is our erstwhile producer Brad Mole. Thank you, thank you very much, Brad, for uh, editing the show and putting together our show notes every week. Uh, so, on that, with, look, without without further ado. Uh, this is the part of the show where I would usually ask what you've been up to this week. However, it's been a month. We've been we've had Christmas, we've had New Year, and we've had a new Transformers series drop on Netflix. So, like, I can kind of assume what you've been up to for the last couple of weeks. Um, so, Transformers Earthrise has hit Netflix. Um, I'm going to assume that everyone has seen it. Daria. Yes, definitely so. Been set the night it came out. Bradley. Definitely seen it. Tony! Oh, that's the wrong side. <laughs> the other way. <laughs> oh, it was the only thing that I did on New Year's Eve. Yeah, oh, oh, not on, on yeah. New Year's Eve. Oh, I, did, I watched it the night before because like, I was stuck at home and bored. Nerd! Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite amused that um, this happened for the second time. Um, so when, when Siege dropped on Netflix earlier in 2020... We had a we had a lot of discussions about the precise time at which the show was going to drop, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, you know, it's going to come out at midnight, and I'll be able to watch it at one a.m." And I'm like, yeah, yeah, "You're not going to be able to do that." So I went to Netflix. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I went to Netflix's online help, and I was like, "Guys, when is Earthrise dropping? And when is Sea dropping?" And they were like, "Oh, it's a it's a Netflix original, so it drops at midnight Pacific time." Uh. Cool. What time is that in Sydney? Oh, it's seven o'clock. That's actually really nice. You can have dinner. Uh, you, you can have, have some dinner uh, or have an early dinner, whatever. Uh, settle in and watch some watch some Transformers. And so seven o one p.m. I was bang, damn, started started. And I'm off. I'm off and running. Um, but there were still people. Who, there were still people who were just like, oh, I can't watch it. It's not up yet. What's going on? It's like, oh, look at the right time. Um, <laughs> But to be, to be fair, Netflix also doesn't exactly make it obvious when the episodes are coming up. Like, um, there's a there's like a page for it on the service, and there's a trailer, and it's like we don't know when it's dropping, whatever. And I had actually forgotten the time zone that they like. I, I remembered the I remembered the midnight drop for all the Netflix originals, but I'd forgotten the time zone, so I, I couldn't do the conversion. So I went back to Netflix's online help, and I was like, "Hey guys, when does Earthrise drop?" And they're like, "Well." We don't usually give a time for these things, but like, <laughs> it'll be sometime during the day. And I just went. Last time I asked this question, someone told me that Netflix originals all drop at midnight in a in a specific time zone. Earthrise is a Netflix original, and they're like, "Oh, you're right. Oh, okay. Well, it's midnight PT. Oh, mm. good." <laughs> so anyway, that's the experience of getting to watch Earthrise. Um, oh, sorry, there was an hmm. additional confusion because. Right at the last minute, they decided this is going to be categorised as its own series, not a season two of the first one. So I know a lot of people were refreshing, refreshing on Siege, seeing it's when Chapter true. 2 was going to come up. But of course, it's off. Apparently now, Chapter 2 of Earthrise is Chapter 1. Sorry, Chapter 2 of War for Cybertron is Chapter 2. Now, Chapter 2 of War for Cybertron is now Chapter 1 of Earthrise. See, I can't even say it. That's how confusing we're all, it is. We're all as confused as you are now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so... I, I, 
I, I, I think that's I think that's an old trick, right? If someone goes onto onto Netflix and types Transformers, they just wanted to show up as many search slots as, as possible in the results. That's the old the old trick of um, like going back to old computer game days. You would put your your single floppy disk in a massive box because when it goes on store shelves, it's the biggest thing, and everyone comes in and buys it. <laughs> Sorry, Tony, what were you saying? No, no, I was just going to say, did anyone watch Siege in the lead up to watching Earthrise just to sort of get themselves reacclimatized? Yeah, see, that's why I was watching Earthrise on the 31st, because I wanted to make sure I was up to speed with Siege uh, on the 30th. Um, You do know you could have watched Siege on the 29th. I I absolutely could have done that. Um, I was trying to get myself a life. And uh, it didn't actually work. <laughs> I, I, just in case, just in case you need a tip, I do know where you can download one from. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to get that from you <laughs> offline. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, I'll <laughs> um, I'll snail mail it to you. But, yeah. <laughs> but I got to say though, watching Siege again, I, I I do did not feel any better about the show. In fact, I actually felt a lot worse. That's about- why I didn't watch it again. <laughs> yeah, no, you made the right made the right call. <laughs> It was just, um, you sort of watch it again with, without, I mean, sorry, when I watched Siege for the first time, I was in awe of just the fact that I was seeing a Transformers cartoon that kind of looked like the toys uh, up on the screen, and it was, it looked amazing. And then that sort of, that joy kind of wore off eventually after about episode one. <laughs> and then, um, but, but this time around, uh, I, I didn't, I, I sort of didn't have that sheen, so I lost the sheen started watching episode one and really sort of started critiquing it a little too much to the point where I hate watched it by the time I got <gasps> to the end of the series. Yeah. Not a good feeling to hate watch stuff, guys. No, don't recommend. 110%. <laughs> well, so, okay. All right. So, so my, the first thing I wanted to ask about, about uh, Earthrise really in terms of, um, in terms of just a, a summary feeling, positive, negative or ambivalent. I feel like yours is negative. Yes, it is negative, but it didn't start out that way. But it took a nosedive in episode one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sorry, I I was referring to Siege, but I was in terms of Earthrise. Yeah, but in terms of Earthrise, I I started out kind of hopeful, cautiously optimistic that this would somehow rise above the muck that was Siege. Um, And then I ended the series with, um, uh, even at the very end, that that sort of final scene where you see Dinobot. I I felt like... I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make a very specific joke that I think everyone on the podcast is of the appropriate age to know. So if this was 60 minutes and you you had the worm, the the, the worm started in the, started in the middle, it went up slightly and when like it became available to stream and then it took a sharp plummet. Oh, it nosedived absolutely and it stayed mm. there uh, where it, where it belonged at the bottom. Yeah, of I the think screen. it'll look like one of those Z's that goes across and just straight down and then across again. It's like it's like the, it's like the opposite of America's COVID cases, but yes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Let's just Political say I broke humor. the controller that controls the worm. Uh, mm. I, I turned it too far. You turned it to too far. Check. You yeah, turned it too far. I broke the yeah. knob. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's a very different podcast, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so all right, so so your experience pretty negative. Um, I'll say so I didn't mind it, right? I didn't mind it. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean I liked it. I don't, it doesn't mean that I think it's very good, but I I knew what to expect because of Siege, right? I knew to expect wobbly abs. I knew to expect Megatron's voluptuous lips. I knew to expect shitty voice acting, and 
I, like, and I, I knew to expect a, a really weirdly paced show, and I got all of those things. So, like, mm. mission accomplished. Um, like, I feel, I feel whelmed by the series. <laughs> like, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't overwhelm me. It didn't underwhelm me. It just whelmed me. So, like, my, 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 my overall feeling is just a bit ambivalent. Like, there, there are definite positives and there are negatives in there, but. I just don't. I don't care enough about the positives for them to outweigh the negatives. There's stuff that I thought was interesting. We'll talk about some of those things as as we go on, but it's just it's 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 interesting insofar as it's like, well, they had this idea, and they gave it to someone who really shouldn't be writing Transformers to flesh it out, and that's uh, sort of where I landed on it. How about yourself, Daria? Also ambivalent and very patchy i'd say there were parts worth going yep that's a good idea oh they did that well and others were going can i skip ahead and just assume i know what's going to happen i saw i saw a mention in the uh, in the facebook group last night someone said that um there are people on a particular forum somewhere who've suggested watching it at 1.5 speed yes that was me i have Listen, because Moonbase Tooth and other podcasts recommend that one. They got their review in already, and apparently, people are genuinely saying if you watch it at one point five speed, the pacing isn't so bad, and the voice acting at least doesn't leave you dozing off or going for a cup of tea. The best thing about watching it at one point five speed is that the the voice acting goes by faster. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the guy that uh, plays uh, Megatron. Uh, you would have to, every time he gets uh, every time Megatron speaks. I think you'd have to mm. go to two speed, maybe two and a half. Yeah, and then for everyone else, you'd go to one and a half. I agree. Actually, you know what? Megatron should actually just be the new host of Australian Idol. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Big Brother. No, 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 no. They didn't do that yes, in, in yes, Big Brother. Big but it's like it, no, it's not. It's not that. It, it's like yes, Optimus. We will find out who. Australia voted to eliminate after. What do the, you think, the, Ultra the Madness? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, which, at which point, at which point, and Bradley might be the only person who gets this joke. I'll just say, Peter Harvey. One, <laughs> two, three, four. Canberra. Canberra. <laughs> Peter Harvey. Peter Harvey. Yes. Um. This. This. Uh, that is just. That I, we, I think we've just made this podcast more Australian than it's ever been by invoking the ghost of Peter Harvey. <laughs> and th- this is what makes me think it's as much the directing as the acting because I have heard the guy who plays Megatron and the guy who plays Optimus playing Megatron and playing Optimus and doing them a lot better than they do here. And I actually listened to an interview of the show, show writers, this, I think a writer and producer, this will become relevant in that they defend some of the voice choices going, oh, we want it to be all new and different. And so we didn't want everyone to imitate the previous versions or call in all the old voice actors like, that's fine. Why are you holding these guys then over a barrel trying to make them do Cullen and Welker because they are not working? Yeah, they're really not. We're, we're, so whenever, whenever Prime gets angry, I don't even I don't even know the name of the guy who's doing Prime, and I don't care to. But whenever he whenever he does Angry Prime, 
like his Cullen impersonation just falls away and it's just some dude yelling in a microphone. I legit thought they had two different people doing Optimus Prime's voice. Yeah, I, so, someone someone actually said to me, they, did they change the Prime voice actor? I can't remember if it was you. I don't know if you all have watched Cyberverse, but he's also Optimus on that and he's fine. He's not yeah. the same Optimus as elsewhere, but he's not supposed to be and he's fine. He's certainly not this spiralling towards Christian Bale Batman stuff. Mm. Yeah. So um just so while we're while we're on quick overall thoughts because we've we've gotten a little bit into the weeds already. Bradley, overall thoughts, positive, negative, ambivalent. Um I'm probably gonna be a bit more positive just because I always enjoy seeing Transformers stories told in different ways. Um the only exception to that rules anything to do with Michael Bay. I think he tells a shit story. But <laughs> I like the way these are told, I like the Quintesson sort of going completely nuts and slicing off most of its faces. I like the mercenaries. I really like Galvatron. I had to sort of, my friend and I were watching it and we got this. Um, I, we got I, 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 I liked how Galvatron was just sort of like Megatron's daddy. <laughs> yeah, but it was weird because we're watching Megatron and Barricade have a fight and then we got distracted and then suddenly we saw Galvatron form. It's like, hang on, did Barricade just become Galvatron? And then we had to rewind it and it's like, oh no, his Galvatron's spawn animation was just yeah. his 86 movie introduction. It right, is so, quite an so, amusing so, thing where um, you see Galvatron sort of standing behind Megatron on board a ship. And it did make me think that they were about to go bobsledding or something for the winter. <laughs> Sa- saddle up, daddy. <laughs> Thanks, coach. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so Bradley, positive. Dario and myself, ambivalent. And Tony, decidedly negative uh, for our viewing experience Sorry, and thoughts about it. No, that's all right. You're, you're perfectly entitled to it. Let's, <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about characters. So uh, we saw we saw the we saw the introduction of a few new characters. Um, most notably, I think the the mercenary faction, Skylinks and Quintesson. Um, what did what did you guys think of the newbies? Any 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 standout in particular? Was um, Skylinks typical of another Skylinks? Because I knew oh, I, I don't knew... think so. No. No, I don't he think wasn't, so. I, he I, was headstrong like G one, but was he in the comics ever sent to the dead universe? No, yeah. not, not as not as far as I'm so. aware. The, the 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 fact that the dead so the fact that the dead universe has basically just become like um, Superman's phantom zone. Like, <laughs> it, it like it's a fucking dead universe. You don't just send prisoners there and they don't sit there. Like it's a it's a dead universe. Like if you send something there, it's meant to be dead. Um, and this this sort of goes to part of my problem with the show is that they just they just use names, and it's like mm, that that, yeah. that name like are you aware that you've just said that something's dead but you've got someone living in it or whatever and there's a whole um, universe around it <laughs> yeah and, and but the thing is it's a it's a dead universe but it's just a portal that gets you in and out of the dead universe in one particular spot like what if what if the portal opened up different next to a different planet. Yeah. Like, then you're fucked, aren't you? But um, <laughs> the uh, the so uh, the one thing I will say is I, I actually I actually kind of liked um, I can I, I kind of liked calm and uh, calm and centered Skylinks. Um, yes. That 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 was a, it was a nice beat, and 
being in episode five, it was nice to sort of take a bit of a break from all the, the monotones and monologuing in, in the other episodes and have a few character moments between Prime and Skylynx and Megatron and Galvatron. And like, it was, it was actually a welcome respite. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't find everything negative about the show. It's just, there were some good things and there were some bad things. Um, you mentioned, um, Bradley, you mentioned, uh, Galvatron's intro is like the, the 86 movie thing, but it's like, it's like a, it's like a split second of green grid. And it's like, it's like his beam in and beam out animation. It's, it's know, like, it's, it's like the way they, God. yeah, oh, I know it, it was, it was, it was great in that respect, but also completely without any point of reference. <laughs> it's like at no at no point did anyone go what's that weird green thing in the corner oh my god it's a it's a grid that's parting it's just like it was just boom it's like a different animator worked on that part and they're like right here you go done <laughs> oh. well, galvatron also looks like he was designed by someone different to everyone else in the show too yes yeah. uh and let, so there, there's a there's a, a couple of things with that um RC is completely off model as far as her toy goes, and so is Galvatron. And I think because when they had to design RC for, um, or they had to design Alita One in Series One, like the, um, you know, that that figure type wasn't really out yet, and so I don't think, um, I don't think they had much of a frame of reference for it. So the main thing with Alita One for the Netflix figure is that the head sculpt is different to RC, and the rest of it is just a repaint of RC. But she's quite different in the show. Um, and so yeah, there were a couple of notable, a couple of notable things, and also with Siege, um, there was no Cybertronian Bumblebee to go on as well. So like you can you can tell where they've received the CAD designs from Hasbro for most characters, and for some of them they're just like yeah, just just go nuts, do whatever you do whatever you want. <laughs> oh, you've done that, okay, oh, sure, whatever. We don't have time yeah. to redo it. And the aforementioned interview revealed that by this point the showmakers were quite ahead of the toys. So even though sometimes I knew there were toys coming, they had to go, look, we've just got to put them in the show now, just make them look like what they look like. And we can't, if we can adapt to the toy, fine. If not, we just don't have time and just have to, to roll with it. <laughs> I'm seeing a um, 86 Galvatron scene happening here. Then see him in the movie first. And when you get the toy, it's completely different. Well, yeah. So I, I don't think I don't think the Galvatron toy that is rumored to be coming in Kingdom is going to look anything like he looked on screen here. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, let's also let's also call out. Well, so while we're talking about Galvatron, um, it was the briefest of mentions, and he appeared on screen and muttered a muttered an angry line. Unicron. Mm. Just a, just a bit of a hint to the fact that there's a Unicron coming out this year. You know. Um, now was he that... in the dead universe or was he out of the dead universe? Who can tell? Um, I'd say out. Maybe I, I don't know. Like it, it's it's really unclear what was going on with Galvatron appearing and and disappearing or, or whatever. But I like the show is such a grab bag of references to things that have gone before in the UK Marvel comics. Galvatron is constantly traveling back in time to try and get one up on Unicron. And that's pretty much what he did here. Like um, it's implied sort of that he's, he's time traveled back because obviously Megatron ain't dead or whatever. Um, and so he's, he's traveled back to try to um, hand Megatron the golden disc that disappeared anyway. So like he may not, may as well not have bothered. And then Unicron's like, Oh, you're a naughty boy. Um, <laughs> oh, and, God, I'd never yeah. say that again. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think my ears are bleeding, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but like, like it's just this. This is part of the part of the problem that I have with the show. Is just there's so many things that it does, and it's just like uh, make Galvatron appear and disappear within using his eighty six animation. How I don't care. Just do it. Put make you make make Unicron say something bad about Galvatron. Cool. Um, and it's like oh well, they've obviously got the CAD from from Haslab for Unicron. So it's like very little, very little effort went into that scene. It's just like stick it there, stick a nebula behind it, put some lights on it, and done. And then you don't even need to sync up the lines to to someone's voice. <laughs> um, but like there's there's just so many things like that. Let's let's also um, let's go back for a minute to talk about Skylinks, right? Um, it has been pointed out that um, so Skylinks is alive. In the dead universe, but um, now because Megatron learned to summon the hate plague in the dead universe and fire it at the Autobot shuttle, because why not? Um, now he dead. Um, so, does everyone remember the Galactic the, Odyssey, the Galactic Odyssey collections that have been announced as Amazon exclusives? Right. Yeah. One of those sets is specifically in Skylinks's colors because it's designed to match up with Skylinks, and that is the Botropolis rescue mission. Those guys are going to be really disappointed when they go to the dead universe to try to rescue a dead Skylinks. Yeah, but if he dies in the dead universe, is he still dead or is he alive? I don't know the rules, Bradley. <laughs> does anyone? Does That's why I'm asking. Does, does, does fucking FJ DeSanto know the rules of the dead universe? I don't know. Does anyone know what FJ stands for? I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. I know what the F stands for, but I'm not going like to say it. Would you like to know what FW stands <laughs> <Yes>. for? Yes. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. The second one's wit. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't. I don't know what the rules of the dead universe are because they've just cribbed all of this shit from different continuities and just thrown it in there and just gone. That'll be cool. And this was like, this was literally the problem with the Machinima series that DeSanto also oversaw. Because when that started, they were like, hey, this is this is Combiner Wars. We are going to adapt the IDW Combiner Wars story. And then they got halfway through it and they're just like, shit, there's so much backstory, we can't adapt this. <laughs> and, and But now they've been given free reign to like make their own thing. And like, it's just, there's just so many things that are just half-baked about it. So do you think, though, that Hasbro have a role to play in this, as in to blame for, for, for this kind of stuff because I wonder whether FJ DeSanto writes all the scripts right and then he hands it to some Hasbro executive and then says like here it is and the Hasbro executive is sort of chewing on a fat cigar playing with these uh, Amazon exclusives that is no he, is he in buy. a smoke filled room yeah, that's right <laughs> that's not going to do um, good for the resale value that's yeah. right and Galvatron standing behind him and um and for no reason, uh, but I wonder whether they they don't just don't bother reading it. So they don't care about it. It's just designed to sell toys, and so they go, "All right, FJ, do whatever you want with the scripts. But that's all good with us." I think I think there needs to be a serious question asked as to whether or not the point of this show is actually to sell the toys. I think well, what they do is they mention these far off scripts like the Dead Universe, and just to see if people are paying attention, and if they are, they Google it. They look it up on the wiki, they find out what it is, and then they're a bit more knowledgeable about the Transformers lore. That's all I think it is. Hmm. Just well, there is a big who dropping. is this for hanging over the series, especially this season, because there's, there's stuff there is like, okay, that's only going to make sense to long-time Transformers fans, 
but then you keep changing it and saying, oh, this is something totally new. We are appealing to everybody. It's like, uh, like Galvatron being Megatron for the future, that's that's something we as fans all know. But if you're a casual viewer, it's going to take some doing to pick that up and then he just disappears again. And you've sort of gone, what was that about? Is he the ghost of Christmas future? <laughs> yeah, you can actually hang baubles off his horns. Well, they could also be the fact that this was the, the very, very old Galvatron too. Oh, are you saying he's? Are you saying he's like Dark Knight Returns Galvatron? Yes, <laughs> and he still somehow has a link to Unicron. I don't know. Oh, it's maybe you raised though, because I was sort of thinking about that the uh, when I was watching it on on New Year's in terms of who is the audience for this, and it's not certainly not kids because to your point, no. Jace, it doesn't sound like they're trying to sort of sell toys on this. But for me, it actually feels like it's more about fan service for for anyone who's over forty who's trying to looking to sort of relive their childhood i all of us on this podcast i, I feel like that's <laughs> i feel like that's literally the only point of the show yeah fan service. it's a, bu- it's it's a same, bunch of fan service it's the same sort of misremembering of things as well <laughs> like when you look back at it, like a fan at our age who hasn't kept in touch with transformers barely remembers it a writer of a transformer series who barely remembers it comes up with this <laughs> That seems that, that that seems fair, yes. Yeah. Um, because it's like half remembered stuff, you know, like so maybe yeah. they get the original writers of the eighties cartoon as well, because they're at the age where this would make no sense at all to anyone else except for them. <laughs> That's very well, true. It even seems to be double backing on itself the previous season. There were so many points here where it lampshed a little too well that they wanted the end of season one to be Optimus Prime casts the Allspark into space, and the plot of season two is Optimus Prime looking for the Allspark. And it doesn't take long before you realize, oh, if he's that desperate to find it, he could have not chucked it in the first place. And so they have to keep <laughs> coming back to that and say, Optimus saying, uh, yeah, sorry about that. What a very good idea. Well, but but that's also part of the central part of the central development for Prime in season two is actually just going, actually, that was a shit idea. But like we we understood perfectly why perfectly well why he did it at the end of season one because it was either that or surrender all all Autobot life to be reformatted into Decepticon. So of course he did that. Um, and then now now Prime has his crisis of conscience. He has his big moment with Megatron where you know you think he's going to kill him and he asks him to forgive him and that just that just was terribly written. That was a horrible exchange. It it's like um. It's it's like they're using they're using cliches but thinking they're deep, and they're not they're not they're not clever and they're not deep because they haven't earned any of they haven't earned any of the emotion that they imagine people are feeling to go with it. And he only extends this to Megatron. If you're a repaint without a name or a voice, he just blow your face off. You're yeah. dead. They killed they've killed Skywarp about five times on Cybertron as well. I think they killed Refractor a few times and Cog. Yeah. Yeah, whereas um, Megatron is a whole oh no if I kill someone I'll be just like him. Can we can we can we also can we ask why Megatron in the flashback to before the war when there's Prime Megatron and is it Elita I can't no Ultra Magnus um, yeah. like speaking to Alpha Trion right this is before the war before or before everything went went you know shit Megatron's got his Decepticon faction symbol on his chest and he's got the the battle scars like they didn't think to even fix that the transformer version <laughs> ripped jeans yeah yes yeah, 
yeah, he's. I wear these. No, sorry. I wear these scars because they are scars. trendy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're scars. Yeah. Um, can we? Can, so, in terms of, um, so, uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Tony was saying like this is not for kids, right? Yeah. Or was it? Was it Dario? Yeah. Like it's not. For, it's definitely not for kids, right? Because fucking episode one. There's severe body horror in episode one with the Quintesson cutting off its own heads. No, no, it doesn't matter that they're robots. Like, it is literally cutting pieces of itself off and there's green slime as, left behind. As they plead for mercy. Hmm. True, yeah. Like, like, it's, like it's, actually, it's actually really rough. If you're a kid watching this, like, you would be shit scared. Also, yeah. it, does explain, it does explain why the Quintesson ships with only three faces attached in the box. <laughs> makes it easier for screen accuracy yeah yeah you only have to rip two of them off although i i believe the one that remains is actually one of the ones that's detached yeah that's a it was a swing and a miss from hasbro um can we talk about the fact that uh the spoiler box figure for wave two does not appear which is a spoiler in and of itself he appears for one brief second the briefest of seconds. Now, I yeah. will, I will, I will just point out. Um, uh, Brad, our producer, has been watching the show today and posted in the chat before the podcast started that oh man, ne Nemesis Prime's intro was great. I like it. It was. It was very, very dramatic and stuff. Like, um, it was cool that they gave Polygon Pictures the budget to download a Final Cut effect to have it zoom into like a, a, a cloud fog or something, and then just stick the stick the Nemesis Prime model there. Um, it was just, it was, it was just kind of weird. It was overly dramatic. If, if this does actually bring up something that I do want to point out, while they're really starved for character models in the show because they keep reusing them, they keep repainting them and changing them and stuff. They're really starved for character models. The fucking backgrounds are a thing to behold. Like Polygon's yeah. gone to town on settings and backgrounds and um, environments for the show like there's there's a lot of different scenes and different parts of ships and stuff in which action takes place uh, i find it i find it a really weird i find it a really weird juxtaposition that they've gone they've gone to such lengths to create the environments but they're populating them with copies of characters <laughs> you want them to do like the Hanna barbera sort of thing where it's like unique characters but they're running and like in the background it's just a loop yeah yeah they, yeah, they, yeah they run past in a loop yes yeah, <laughs> I mean they're doing, but they're doing that already. It's the, yeah. they're reusing the same characters. But yeah, it's a um, question on where they were spending their money, though. If you think about like the uh, your, your comment around the background, sort of having a lot of the the money put into it, I guess, but the character models not necessarily doing that. I, I read somewhere someone commented about how um, it must have like that. You see scenes where the Autobots are running away from the Decepticons, but they're not transforming. And in fact, yes. I think of the actual show, you don't really see that many transformations. In fact, people running away instead of converting to robot mode and rolling away. Um, but it made me wonder, is it because it costs extra money somehow to actually convert that character model from the robot mode to all mode? And so they were trying to save money and not actually put as many transformations in. There's, there's, so, uh, there's yeah. two answers for this. There's an in-universe yeah. answer and there's a production answer. Okay. Production answer is yes, it costs money to animate something transforming. There'll be more because, assets into the scene. Yeah. But also, the in-universe answer is actually that like transforming costs energy and they don't have any. 
Like, Megatron's literally harvesting Energon from his own Decepticons to power his ship. And the Autobots have made a big thing uh, throughout the whole of Siege that they don't have enough Energon to repair people or power themselves. So, like, in the universe, you can actually, you can actually, you know, if, if you... If you tilt your head, blur your eyes, and then look at the look at the answer in a mirror, you can kind of make sense of it. <laughs> and there's also there's also the fact that um, you know they transformed to be in disguise. There's not really any disguises there. Everyone knows what everyone looks like pretty much. The only time you really see a deceptic uh, a transformer is like Jetfire, certainly so he can blast further away and take care of a uh, Decepticon scout. But other than that, everything's just pretty much... They hoof it. They Actually, don't... Do, do, do you think it's funny that they haven't reused Jetfire's mold? Uh, mold, um, you know, uh, character design? Because they've, they've certainly reused all the secrets. Don't give them ideas, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> but so so yeah. there's, there, are, there are a few characters in Siege that we pointed out hadn't been duplicated. It was Prime, it was Megatron, and Jetfire, and... Um, I would have said Omega. Omega Supreme, but I'm pretty sure that they actually had multiple Sentinels like in the fog. Yes. In, they in did, but I fog. don't think they were actually like the same mold. Probably, probably not, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so now now adding on to that, there's Scorponok in Season 2. and I did like yeah. Scorponok as a character, how he was a Transformer that didn't break free of Quintesson rule. It was just a very different take mm. on Transformers life. Let's go. Let's go there with Scorponok, right? Um, I hated, I hated the battles with Scorponok, right? Like he's just, he just he wouldn't just, die. One, he just wouldn't die, but he was just this big fucking robot that's come out of nowhere and just, oh, me angry. It's, he's Grimlock. Like, like it's just like you know, oh, me fight Quintessons. Are you Quintessons? And they're like, no, you've just spent the entire of your lifetime fighting Quintessons. Do we look like them, mate? I don't think so. Like, like why would Scorponok be confused about whether they're Quintessons? I couldn't help but laugh that when our heroes first stumble stumble upon him, it's you, nameless guy who doesn't have a toy. Go and see what that fearsome noise is. <laughs> okay, the other, so the other, the other thing, uh, having having mentioned uh, having mentioned the, the the work that Polygon's put into environment design, right? Um, you've got you got very specifically designed corridors throughout the ship, and then suddenly it's like it's like when you get to the boss section in a video game. Suddenly they walk into this <laughs> large expansive area, and it's like, do you think they might encounter a giant transformer? <laughs> Also, something that was big very is going to game. I almost expect a little health bar to appear above Scorponok every time they shot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or, or for like someone to be like, oh, I've got a scan on his medical things and have a little thing displayed with every with every shot, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really didn't like the Scorponok battle. I found it really confusing. I found it really confusing to understand whether or not um, whether or not they like. Everyone, every single Transformer, even like the Autobots and the Decepticons, both fought against Scorponok together, even though he's got a fucking Decepticon logo on his chest. Um, but they both start, they both started hitting Scorponok with everything they've got, and it's like it's not even clear whether they had an effect. It's like yeah. Me- Meg- Megatron fired his fucking fusion cannon at Scorponok, and it's like oh, whatever. Um, but it's it's not clear whether or not they had an effect other than just annoying 
annoying him and then sending him falling down a hole which he apparently falls comes back from because like everyone who falls down a hole in star wars you return um but like i i found i found the physical choreography of the battle with scorponok just really not it's not it was confusing it was exhausting like it was it was pretty straightforward but it was it was exhausting in that, like, I don't know why I have to follow this battle so closely in terms of who's where, and they're like, you know, go up to the top and try to think. I'm like, I don't care. Just, like, transform and fly up and try and shoot him from above. I don't... Like, you don't have to give... You don't have to make a thing of giving them direction other than the fact that you're filling screen time. And that yeah. also goes to the problem of pacing with the show, because how many times did Scorponok come back for another two-minute-long battle? It was, like, three times three in one episode. three or four times, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I've, I've seen this. Like, don't do it. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. Oh, fuck, he's back again. And, and they and finally like, get rid of him, and they're like, what's all that about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, just, yeah. I, just, I, I was, everyone's like, oh, my God, it's a battle with Scorponok. It's great. I'm like, fuck, no, it wasn't. Like it, no. like it, it, it wasn't an earned battle, and the the end of the battle didn't really feel like they'd you know earned anything as well. And then the, then you also get the the weird thing of um like Prime constantly running away from things back to the back to the ship, going out like oh I need to get back to the ship so that I can blow up the station. I need to get back to the ship. I have to get back to the ship. Oh I'm I'm running down the corridor. I'm not back to the ship yet. And then gets <laughs> gets back to the ship. He's like wait I can't blow up the station. Like maybe maybe you should have taken Megatron with you. Like if you're that concerned about blowing him up, but yeah. Um, going back going back to the the, the discussion about like environments and uh, and backgrounds. What was with the alien planet on the other side of the Stargate? Also, what's with the Stargate? But yeah, um, basically they did completely crib stargates uh rules for like opening a wormhole and stuff and they're like oh something got jammed in the gate so it's stuck open sorry yeah that was very weird. that was meant to be nebulous i think um the planet but it was just shoehorned in and people were the writers must have been like oh the fans will make sense of this when they see it and then the fans saw it and we we're all like what the fuck was that <laughs> Like at, at no point did anything make sense of it being nebulous. Like, sure, maybe it is, um, but that show that planet isn't going to play play a part in Kingdom. Like, we already no. we've well at least as far as Hasbro's toys go, because like we've already got like we've already got the idea of Wave One because it's in stores. We know what Wave Two and Wave Three are, and it ain't going to be nebulons. I think maybe it was just nebulous there to maybe explain Scorponok. Mm, yeah you reckon scorponok's from that planet maybe yeah Yeah. i I guess it kind of makes sense that scorponoks are usually linked to nebuluses but given how much scorponok has changed and nebulous has changed it really did just seem that they got the play star by hitting random on the tf wiki over and over until they went oh that's (laughs) a planet we haven't used (laughs) that's one yeah um so uh, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about a couple of other things. Um, there was a we've already so I'm just going through the list of plot points and stuff that we've got. Like um, I, uh, I thought, list. yeah, I thought it was dumb. We didn't even get to Earth. They didn't use any Earth character molds, character models or anything. Like it's like Prime is still his Siege Prime. I mean, I get the Prime's not going to reformat himself into a weird design that hasn't been seen yet. But like, 
Why? It's been established. Fucking Earthrise Prime in front of me, and they didn't use it. It's been established that Kingdom is going to be taking place on prehistoric Earth, so there's not going to be a truck there for Optimus Prime to scan into his Earthrise mode. So he's going to be <sighs> siege for the whole trilogy. Do you, know, you, you know what I've just worked out? So Kingdom, Kingdom is not about characters traveling back in time to um, prehistoric Earth. They're, it's about characters traveling forward in time to modern day Earth. Yeah, how would that go. be how how would that be realized i don't know gold disc <laughs> G- gr- weird green grid okay let's have yeah. a look let's see if he's right <laughs> let's ro- let's roll the dice in five months um in terms of i think so, tony you liked ultra magnus's head being on the desk i loved the fact that the head was on the desk it was such a random kind of um almost like a, a weird Shakespearean sort of thing where, you know, Megatron's kind of just talking to the head, you know, alas, poor Ultra Magnus. I knew him well. Uh, I he, never him well. he could never so, deal with anything. But then, this is, this is again going to the, the cribbing, cribbing of things from other sources, right? Is that, yes, it's obviously meant to evoke that kind of stuff, but they didn't put any effort into actually earning that, earning that reference. Correct. And, so it just it's just sort of like oh there's Ultra Magnus's head and then at one point the camera settles on it for like forty five seconds or something and it's just like is his eye gonna light up? His eye's gonna light up. His eye, yeah his eyes definitely gonna light up. Oh no it didn't. Okay. It, it's like there's some sort of script writing theory where it's like in a movie you you don't bring up uh, an object or something like that without later on using it for something even if it's a MacGuffin mm. of some sort. And yeah. to me, the, it literally the is the MacGuffin at, rule, right? It's the MacGuffin rule, right? So, yeah. the, the, so seeing Ultra Magnus's head for me just felt like, okay, they're gonna, they're really going to do something with this now. Maybe he's going to come back to life. Maybe he's going to send out a distress signal, something. But then there's no payoff whatsoever. And I think this actually links quite well to your point, Jason, about all this stuff during the show never being earned. That, that mm. there's there's sort of yeah, you bring you introduce something, but you there's a sort of there's no payoff. So it's kind of storytelling 101 that's kind of missing from from fj's uh uh you know skill set <laughs> i think that yeah, might right. be more building towards megatron as a sadistic bastard having the head it, of his it, it, former it friend is. and enemy right. but that's it i mean like you said it should have built towards <laughs> the, you know, a spark in the eye or something but no yeah, but, but here's the thing Megatron's the bad guy. We already know this. Like having him having him leave Ultra Magnus's head around to monologue to does not make Megatron more bad. It just makes him a bit weird in the head. Which is maybe they also, in their defense. They also kind of build up this. Oh, is Megatron talking to dead Ultra Magnus because he's losing it? Oh no, he stopped. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's only told Ultra Magnus everything he needs to know and no more. Mm. Yeah. All right, I, 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 would, I would like us to move on. Like, let, let's let's give let's spend a let's couple go, more minutes on this. I was say it finally gives me a uh, good use of the Titans Returns Ultra Magnus I got with I think it was with Repugnus a few years ago. You know the little <laughs> Titan Master Ultra Magnus. Now I got him in his head, most sitting next that's, to Megatron. My God, that's right. <laughs> I have to dig out that box because he's st- that Headmaster is still in the box. There you go. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a fantastic idea. Um, 
and I will not credit you when I take a photo of it. But yes, uh, although uh, Megatron's Megatron's hands don't um, open, but yeah, he never holds it. I thought he did. So this is the thing. No, we're, so, we're, but we're, we're so conditioned to thinking he's going to do a Yorick that like I don't know whether he actually picked up the fucking head or not. I mean, who who knows what the purpose of Ultra Magnus's head being on the table is? Is is Ultra Magnus just the new Polycom? Is it when he needs to call Cybertron? Like he just it's oh no, it's on Wilson. Cybertron. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's his new Wilson. But like like it, did he install Ultra Magnus in the conference room table on the on the Nemesis? So like when when shot when shot when, when shockwave rings ultra magnus's eyes flash or something <laughs> yeah and he picks up one of uh, ultra magnus's head cones yeah <laughs> anyway um like i said i was thoroughly whelmed by the show it um it uh it i, I would lean more towards underwhelmed but like i don't want to be that cruel but like it, it, it's easier yeah, to pick holes in it than it is to praise yeah it's it is easier to be negative about the show than it is to be positive. Join, join me on this side of the potential awesome toy reveals. <laughs> Which one of you has donuts? I can get some. <laughs> there was, was an oddly long pause there. Yeah. <laughs> I was just my, waiting my for Tony to take me. You want one? Is that my? Is that is that the deal? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Um, all right, so look, let's um, let's uh, let's go, let's let's move on. So we've talked we've talked about Earthrise. Uh, we are at forty nine minutes into the show. We're going to talk about some news, okay? Um, can we talk about some toys. Yes, yes, we can talk about some toys. Um, it has been a month since we've uh, since we've uh, done a show. So in that month, literally every single thing that people have been waiting for for the last year has hit Australian. Shelves and basically sold all the way through. Um, Ozformers, uh, Gr- Griffin from Ozformers posted up a, 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 a message on their Facebook page the other day that said, "Hey everyone, thank you for buying every single Transformer you could over the last last couple of months or so, because it's actually turned into 2020 turned into one of the best years ever for Transformers in Australia." And like I playfully put a comment under it to say I'm a little bit concerned that considering we couldn't get Transformers for nine tenths of the year, the fact that Kmart brought in exclusive Netflix waves and they're gone, and then Studio Series 86 comes out and it's gone. Big W gets a couple of like random boxes of Earthride and it's gone. I'm really concerned that that makes a really good year for Transformers in Australia. <laughs> says a lot about 2020, doesn't it? It should, well, a, a good year for sales, no good year for stock. That's right. Yeah, but it, it's just—it's just really weird. Like, if you can't—if you can't get the stock because it's not there, how can you have a good year on sales? But, um, but it, like maybe it's just that everyone fucking ordered it from Amazon, um, which is what we were telling people to do all year during the pandemic. So, yeah. um, Netflix Wave Two hits Kmart in November. And we well, we talked about that quite a lot on the show at the time, but uh, we did note that there was a notable omission of the Wave Two Voyagers. Now, the Wave Two Voyagers are pretty important to Transformers fans because one of them is Optimus Prime, the other is a cleaned-up version of the Siege Soundwave mold without the weird cracks and battle damage, and a, a much more G1-style color scheme. Um, 
completely incongruent with his appearance in the show, but uh, everyone loves a G1 sound wave. So everyone is really up on getting that sound wave and uh, they did not appear at the same time as the deluxes, but they did come in about a month later. So um, sort of mid mid to mid December to sort of, I think, oh, probably from, from about the, the 13th, 14th and 15th on to... Um, to around the 20th 25th like we saw these we saw this stock appear around the around the country and we should also note that um i'll, I'll note while we're doing this i'm just going to put us back in the back in the forum um we should also note that like hasbro has actually managed to give us really good prices on netflix figures in australia um the netflix deluxes are 22 us dollars um that's a that's a couple of dollars premium over the regular deluxe price but uh, we still get them at 29 dollars and the Voyager figures are $49 in Australia, but those are Voyagers plus two Battlemasters, and they're priced that way in other territories. They're priced at about $70 or $80. So we we got, we lucked out as far as the prices go for these guys. Uh, they did also release the Wave 1 Leader, which is the Dead Magnus, and uh, he was priced at $89, where other territories have him priced at about $129, 130 because of the packed-in Battlemasters and Play-Doh. And... Um, the one, the one, the one shame about that is that despite it came out having exclusive on Netflix everything, it appears they did not lock in an exclusive on the Wave Two Leader because that's gone to Zing and um, Zing and EB Games and uh, a bunch of other online retailers at the one hundred and thirty dollar price point. So, if you are after the Siege Nemesis Prime, which you should be because it's a pretty shit hot figure, uh, you are going to have to pay the higher price for it, unfortunately. It is worth but, yeah. it, though, with all the accessories. Yeah, like, it's, you know, it, it, it's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, so the Netflix Wave 2 Voyages came out. Um, then, I'm going to put this... I'm just going to put the screen share back up, because where are we? That's not... That's me. That's weird. Yeah, that's the one I want. Um, then, <sighs> December the 11th, um, we cracked a world first, because... Uh, as you can see here, there's a there's a picture that Simon, who's uh, TCCA's erstwhile president, uh, went out and snapped a photo. He's went, and the, <laughs> the the behind the scenes story of this photo is that Simon went out to a toy store and he took a photo of it and he put it in the uh, in the the TCCA committee headquarters chat. And he's like, "Hey, look at these! Does anyone want these?" And um, Chris and myself in the in the chat were just like, "Holy shit! Is that on Australian shelves?" Like. Those are brand new. Those aren't meant to be out until February or March. Holy crap, that's Scourge and Hot Rod. So um, Simon snapped one of the two one of the two world's first photos of these on store shelves. There was someone on Ozformers who posted a photo around the same time at a different um, a, a different uh, Toy Kingdom or Toy World store in uh, in New South uh, Victoria. Uh, but yeah, so we we got Studio Series eighty six everything except the leader first on the planet. Um, doesn't happen very often, but when it happens, wow. Um, so yeah, uh, Studio Series 86 figures are out in the wild. Um, the, they've ended up at Toy World and, Toy World and, uh, I think the Kmart. places in, Kmart and uh, some of the places in New South Wales that are like, like Toy World, but not quite Toy World, like Uncle Pete's and Casey's Toys and stuff. I think they've ended up with them as well. I'm not entirely sure, but, um, there's been a massive snafu from Big W in that um, the Voyagers, for whatever reason, did not scan when people would attempt to purchase them, which has led to a lot of people being able to purchase Voyagers at the $29 deluxe price point because 
Big W staff are not very interested in uh, in like looking up things properly when they when they go through uh, go through the checkout. Um, so yeah, there's been there's been a couple of uh, there's been a couple of uh, couple of cases of people getting super cheap voyages, and if you're unlucky, then they will look up the right thing and charge you forty nine dollars for them. But like, if you're going to buy the figure, you should be willing to you should be willing to pay the right price for it anyway. Um, so we've also got uh, we have Jazz Cup and Blur, the uh, the Wave One, the other Wave One Deluxes for Studio Series, and uh, they've popped up. They've popped up at different stores around the place, but um, you can generally get them for somewhere between twenty nine and thirty five dollars. Um, oh. And there's been a lot of people who have been enjoying these figures. I think Bradley's going to talk about them in a few minutes' time. And um, yeah, so world first, we got we got these figures um, before the rest of the planet. So uh, can I just is, say, Jace, that this cool. this actually this event back in December makes me really proud to be an Australian. I got to say, <laughs> I don't know how it happened. I don't know who did what to who in order to make it happen but there's room the, there's this there's, uh, there's certainly rumors yeah right? <laughs> so, so, apparently. no 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 so there, there's certainly rumors of what's been um of there's certainly rumors of what's been going on um the i don't know like i don't know how much i, I don't know how much i should say about the rumors but like basically uh, these were not meant to go on sale yet but they they did they got they got shipped to they got shipped to toy stores and they got um they got put on sale in those stores and apparently they shouldn't have it apparently hasbro is really pissed about it because these should not have gone on sale in australia before america mm. however <laughs> in the intervening weeks uh they did go on sale in america and so there was originally some there was originally some plan to recall the remaining stock and take it back to warehouses uh, but apparently now that it's been released in America, they're like, eh, kind of don't care anymore. That'd, that'd be like putting, trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube, wouldn't it? <laughs> like once it's out, it's out, right? Like, in, like it is, but um, it's more that it's more that they wanted people in America to be able to buy the toys first. So like, if you take them off shelves, then you've stopped people buying them, even if people already bought them. Um, so yeah, so uh, Hasbro was also apparently not very happy at Big W selling Voyages at twenty nine dollars. Um, so uh, that was also one of the reasons they were going to recall them, but that's that's been fixed up now, and Big W seems to have settled on forty-five dollars for them. So um, yeah, there's the price points are kind of all over the place. Just shop around and remember to price match. That's the the best advice I can give anyone, really. Um, if you look at the comments on on this post over on the right hand side, there's a comment saying, "Holy shit, it's going to be like seagulls on a chip," and that's absolutely correct. It really was. Um, can I tell you a fun fact, Jace, after this photo yeah. was taken? So um, I was actually around that Fountain Gate area probably about two hours after Simon posted this. And as I walked into the store, there was a there was a guy there. And I think on this shelf behind this photo, there were probably about six or seven other hot rods there. Mm. And uh, as I walked in, there was a guy, very well-dressed guy in a suit, and he was carrying five hot rods. <laughs> and uh, and I asked him, are you, are you a collector? And he goes, no, nah, mate, mind your own business. And then basically Ooh. went to the front of the um, counter and basically bought the bought the five. And then the girl behind the counter basically said, "Look, don't worry about him. He's a collector. He comes in here all the time." And I, I, I suspect he's a scalper. But she went out the back and she pulled out another two, and put them back on the shelf. So, so, so this is this is an interesting thing, right? Um, so Simon received so many requests to pick these up and post them. Um, 
he he was in, he was in our, our chat just going, I've cleaned them out. Like they, <laughs> they've they've got no stock left, and and so like he's he basically walked out with any Studio Series eighty six they had. And so if they only had the Voyagers at this point, and he just, he took them all, and um, and then he, and, and he, he then he's like, oh, someone's someone's asked if I can get something or other for them, and and he said, oh, someone else has gone to the store and posted another sighting, and there's more. So like they must have, they must have restocked it. So fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then then there was like, well, I have to go back and get more things for people. So he went, so he went back and he cleaned them out again. Um, <laughs> and then um, uh, yeah, and then then like the the deluxes started popping up. And so like so my Studio Series eighty six uh, is probably one of the ones behind these ones. So I, Simon picked picked them up from Toy World for me and and posted them up. And. Um, yeah, so yeah, so it's it's just sort of a funny story about the way that these these things turn up. I do want to I want to I want to move on. There's been another another Transformers release in uh, in Australia, which has happened today, in fact, and that is Kingdom. Kingdom is out on shelves. Um, this is an exceptionally well stocked. I think it's, I think it looks like Toy Mate. I'm not sure. I think it's made up. I don't. I know, there are no toy stores that are that well stocked. <laughs> it's, it's, it's possible this is a Photoshop job, but uh, we can very clearly see Kingdom Deluxes and not sure if there's Voyages. oh yeah there's there's and Voyages and there's Cores over on the the right hand side as well. Um, so yeah, Kingdom is definitely out in the wild. <laughs> um, going it's going wild on you sure there's not a everywhere. kick button. Uh, no, not that you have access to. Um, so yeah, no um, Kingdom is Kingdom is definitely out there. This this week it's going it's going wider um it should start turning up at places like um kmart and meyer and target soon and uh yeah it'll be very interesting so you can actually see i'm just going to zoom in on this a little bit which could well fuck everything up um so deluxe price point there is 34.95 which is um pretty much what we expect these days and the voyager price point is still 49 dollars. had been expecting a price rise on this and especially given that i think this is toy mate not toy world so um yeah toy mate generally has the prices okay toy world generally prices a little bit higher um so yeah kingdom's out there now uh yeah if there's a particular figure that you're looking for um yeah keep an eye out cyclonus <laughs> yeah i'm 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 definitely there for cyclonus i've asked people to get one for me um I do. Want, I don't know which I, toy mate this is, but it's obviously like mine. Still trying to shift those movie masterpiece barricades and some squeakses. But 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 all but also like there's a there's a there's a shitload of siege micromasters. There's bot bots. Yeah. There's um. Is the Bumblebee movie still there as well? Like yes, the Bumblebee movie's still there. Like um. There's also a, there's also a couple of last night figures there. I think as well. It's like yeah, this this is this is definitely stuff that hasn't sold. Um, let's uh, let's also I, I do want to talk about the fact that um, the community has actually really really pulled together in the last few weeks as well. We've we've been forming hunt groups and people have been picking up toys and passing them to each other and uh, and making efforts to get people the toys that they want, ostensibly before scalpers get them, but. Um, I, I have to say, I'm not personally sure that there's really that much of a scalping problem. Like, sure, it exists, but I don't think people are going in and cleaning out stores and then selling them online. I think, I, I think what ends up happening is that we as collectors don't recognise the behaviour in others that we ourselves do. Like, we will go into, we'll go, I'll go into this store, 
and people will be on my messenger going, can you get me a Cyclonus? Can you get me a Cyclonus? And I'm like, I'll have to pick up five Cyclonuses. And I'll pick them off the shelf and I'll go to the counter and I'll be like, great, I've made five friends happy. I've got them all Cyclonuses and everything. And the next person will walk in behind me going, he's a fucking scalper. <laughs> this is exactly what I did with Garden Gate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I and, and this is the thing, like we, we don't, we don't recognize that this is happening. And so I don't like, I don't think scalping is that big a problem. I think scalping happens. I don't, I don't deny that, but um, I don't, I don't think it's that big of a problem. However, distribution is a problem and distribution has been a problem throughout 2020. And so it makes me really happy to see members of the community forming these groups and going, Hey, kingdom is at this store. I'm going there now. So, you know, if you want something, let me know. And, you'll get a list and they'll pick it up and they'll either pass things along to someone who knows someone. It's like we have an underground railroad of toys. Uh, they'll either pass things along or they'll post them um, and or you know wait until someone can, can meet up or something. And I think it's really great. I, I really appreciate that members of the community are helping each other like this because it's definitely not always been like this. And I, I really like the fact that these groups have formed. Um, uh, if, you, if you're looking in TCCA in the Facebook group, there's a tab at the top called Units, and it's meant to be like where you put educational things for people to learn about in the group. We don't really have that much educational content, but one of the things that we did put in as units is a, a list of hunt groups. And so we're trying to grow, we're trying to grow that list. Um, there's a really great group in Victoria that's run by uh, Brody, Brody Jaxis Borg. I'm not sure if that's actually his Facebook name. It might just be Brody Jaxis now. Um, but you'll find that linked in there. So if you're in Victoria and you want to you want to go hunting for transformers or you want to know where sightings occur, join that group. In New South Wales, we have a messenger group, so we do things a little bit differently. There's a, a messenger group, and people will host sightings and things in, things like that in there. And um, people will do do some do some dealing and um, finding things and um, you know organising to post on a, on a on a chat basis, and then. Um, and so that happens. A group has formed in southeast Queensland, and I've seen a couple of people in South Australia posting sightings. And I was like, "You guys should form a group. Like, let's let's get that underway as well." So, um, if so, if you're someone who actually goes out and visits a lot of toy stores and posts sightings in the group, please consider starting a local a local hunt group or a local a local sightings group, so that people can at least see where where new figures are appearing in a nice easy way so the one thing i noticed is that when figures when figures get released and this happened with studio series 86 it's happening today with kingdom people just post sighting after sighting after sighting so you come in at night time and you look at tca and you're just like oh there's a lot of toy sightings everywhere and it's all the same thing it's like it's a photo of store shelves and the name of a store in the state that you're not in and so you scroll mm. past it and so it would be really nice to be able to put the sightings somewhere that's meaningful for people where for people in those local areas where they can go oh hey uh, that's great that stores around the corner for me that's got a figure i want i'm going to go get it but also oh hey um you know if you want a netflix sound wave let me know and there's five there i'll, I'll pick a couple up and post them to people um it's it's really nice i i, I really appreciate it and um I, I really i really appreciate that people are doing this for each other and i think it's great it's it's a nice little nice little buzz for the community so Thank you, everyone who's in, who's been involved in this, and um, please please keep it up, and let's let's help it spread a little bit further as well. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 starting. It's very small at the moment. The ACT and surrounds 
one. So if you're listing in the ACT or one of the immediately adjacent places, then uh, hit me up or I'll be just touting it about the next day or two after I make it, depending when you're listening to this. So that's another one forming. Sounds great. Thank you. Um, so yeah, let, let me know and we'll add it to the education unit list as well um, so that people can find it whenever they're looking for it. Yeah, it's got only got three people in the minute. So, yeah, but I'm also saying it's got three people, so we're more than happy for people to jump on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, send send me the send me the details. We'll talk up. We'll talk offline. Um, so yeah, uh, Kingdom is out there. People are definitely pulling out all stops to help people acquire the figures that they're after. So go go you go you good community. You thank you very much. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about two more news stories and then that's it because we are actually well over time but there's a couple of things that actually did happen that are specifically newsworthy this week that i want to talk about one and they're both they're both actually masterpiece figures it's been a while since we've talked about no, masterpiece figures them. no i want to talk about no because <laughs> they're skids the one, fi- the one figure that no one thought would actually get a masterpiece release i know people who've po- who've gone out and purchased x transbot savant literally in the last few months going takara will never do this <laughs> guess what there's, there's, a there's a masterpiece skids coming takara um in a very uncharacteristic reveal did not go the black silhouette route uh and instead has posted some posts like some some detailed sketch schematics of what the masterpiece skids mm. figure will look like it's kind um, of like technical drawing yeah well yeah exactly um and uh, the 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 news is that he looks like skids, and that's we we don't actually know when it's coming out. They've just out of the blue. I think it was actually New Year's Day. Um, out of the blue, they're just like, hey, by the way, we're doing a masterpiece skids. Have fun, have fun with those pictures and stuff like that. So um, you can probably assume that it's probably going to be similar in price to maybe Hound. I don't know. Um, that's hound sort of seems seem to be I think uh, maybe what 200 240 or something you think it'll have the same brittle quality I really fucking hope not <laughs> it wouldn't be masterpiece um, without it Bradley ooh, ooh, yeah so masterpiece skids is coming let's also then talk about the other masterpiece that was revealed this week uh, not that it was not that it was actually news to anyone uh, there's a repaint of Starscream coming masterpiece <laughs> Um, we've made fun of the fact that uh, Takara's suffixes don't often make sense before. Um, usually the plus suffix is reserved for a cartoon accurate repaint of a, of a character. However, in this case, MP52 is Starscream and MP52 plus is Thundercracker because why the fuck not? Um, so there, like, there, there's no MP52T or just make it fucking MP53. Who gives a shit? Uh, no, mm. it's MP52+. plus. I don't know what's going to happen when they do Skywarp. So, Skywarp MP52++. Plus, plus. Yeah. Plus. <laughs> MP52 double plus ungood. But yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Masterpiece Thundercracker. He is actually going up, he's actually gone up for order about 10 bucks cheaper than Starscream in most places. So um a, the the sky blue fla- flavored repaint of Starscream. He, look, he looks. Those colors like, turned out pretty nice. Oh god, yeah. yeah. He really did. He look. He looks fantastic. Um, I'm totally there. I'm totally there for this. Like, um, have you got him pre-ordered already, Jason? I have. I have. There you go. Um, 
he's he's come, he's going to come from uh, Oma Primus in Singapore. Their their price was really good. It was um, two seventy Singapore dollars. And right now, right now, um, I I, tell, I I shit you not the um, the Aussie dollar is actually doing well. The Aussie dollar is doing better than it has in the last few years. And I swear the the Americans should have an insurrection more often because um, <laughs> the the Aussie, the Aussie dollar the Aussie dollar is doing great guns. Um, it's uh. it's up it's at seventy eight cents. So like if, if you're if you're used to doing Australia to U, or US to Australian dollar conversions and just sighing after you do it, do it right now. So um, I went on to I went on to own my Primus and like the the options are: do you want to pay a deposit and pay the rest later? Or do you want to put the full amount down? I'm like, put the full amount down right now while the exchange rate is great. Done. Have your money. Done. Be happy. Um, so yeah, that's that's been that's been that's worked out really well. When I bought Starscream, Starscream was 280 Singapore dollars, but it worked out at about 300 Australian. Thundercracker is 270 Singapore dollars, and it's worked out at about 200 260 Australian. So like, that's a that's a 40 dollar difference. Nice. That's so it's it's going all right. It's going all right. Um, America should not have an insurrection more often. That's 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 no. not not that's or not something we would like. To, that's not something we would like to see happen. But uh, I would like to see the Australian dollar perform better than it has for the last five years, where the exchange rate has been in the shitter. So, um, Masterpiece Thundercracker is definitely coming, and uh, he looks great. So I'm I'm looking forward to putting this up on my shelf. I got to be honest, my other masterpiece seekers, they're going. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna sell them. This is this on. is the this is the new jam as far as masterpiece seekers are going, and I can't wait. So, Do you think yeah. they'll improve upon this in like another fifty? I don't see how they can improve upon this design. Oh, look, what, not even wait, making what, the underpants a little bit smaller, perhaps. No, they're fine. They're fine. This this happens every time. Like this happened with Megatron as well. People are like, oh, but he's got a nappy. I was like, that's fine. <laughs> Um, that, that, yes, by the way, that is my voice for when I'm like repeating feedback that I disagree with. Um, Jamiroquai's become president. Um, yeah, yeah. From, from another galaxy, yeah. apparently, the, apparently from the dead universe. <laughs> Skylinks is hearts in zero gravity. Oh God! Can we move on? <laughs> we can, we can, and we're going to. Um, that is virtual it. Virtual insanity. That is, <laughs> that is it for that is it for news. I'm going to kick out the news screen share. We're going to come back to a we're going to come back to a four up, and we are well over time, but we are going to talk about some new acquisitions. <laughs> Does. Does anyone have new acquisitions? Uh, let me let me scroll down to that point in the run sheet. Bradley, Bradley, I believe you have some new toys you would like to talk about. Let me I let me have... make you full screen for the rest of the podcast. Yes, please do. I have too many to fit onto one show. So Jason uh, cracked the whip and said, "Keep it to two. So I'm going to keep it to two dozen. Um, <laughs> I've got the that that was eight... my very clear instruction. Yeah, I've got the 86 movie line, uh, Wave 1. I don't have Grimlock yet, but I'm very glad to have all these No toys. one does. Yeah. I, yeah, um, Grimlock's the one I laughed at. Put them, all into their, put them all into their vehicle mode. I reckon they look pretty sleek and sexy. I do like Cup. He's uh, I like, I like the, the, uh, 
I like Cup more than I thought I would. I remember doing. I remember doing a very, very specific whinge about. I remember it too, Jason. I, I like. I st- I stand by everything. He doesn't look like his animation model, but yeah. Blur is just amazing. Um, yeah. I've always, you know, I've seen the potential with Titan Re- Titans Returns Blur, and it's just nice to get him without him being a headmaster and in nice, nice blue colors. And he's not a headmaster, so that's good. So that's definitely a win. Um, now we've got the Iron, a.k.a. Scourge. I always call him that because he's shaped like an iron. Mm, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, pretty good. He can do the head pop-up thing, but that involves popping the sides out. and Ugh, not doing that. <laughs> and I got... Jazz. He doesn't have his speakers though, so if you still, if oh, you... look, so, someone will do that as an add-on, surely. Well, I mean, if you like speakers that much, you can just keep your special ops jazz. Mm, um, yeah. Who else did I say I was going to show off? I've got Netflix Prime or Netflix. Yeah, bring him over. Netflix. Bring him over. Bring him over. It's, so we've talked. We've talked about this guy a lot over the last six months. Um, we were very mm. upset when he didn't come out in October, November, and um, now he's he's here. You can get him. You can walk into an EB or a Zing store and pick him up for 130 smackaroos. And uh, mm. yeah, no, he's 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 a really fun character. This is my first um, time with this mold. Um, I didn't get the Optimus Siege mold, so I really like this mold. I really like the way. Uh, the colors are done black, red, green. I like the accessories. I did have the um, Power of the Primes Nemesis, which has since gone into storage. That thing's friggin' huge. Um, who else we got? I got Ratchet, got Exhaust, got Gigawatt, Ironhide. Which Ratchet the, is that? Uh, this is the Galactic Odyssey. Okay, uh, uh, Paradigm pa- Medics. Medics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gigawatt. Prowl. I got this guy thanks to you, Jason. Thrust. Oh, uh, yes, Thrust. Are his legs stuck together? No. No, fair enough. Yeah, you can just jiggle them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, cool. I think I'll keep it. I think I'll keep it there because, like I said, I've still got more, but there are other people here. I've got to be considerate towards them. Yeah, look, um, I'm going to very quickly go through acquisitions because they've arrived, but I, I have not opened them. I'm still um, on screen. You are. See, I told I told you that that was going to happen. Um, <laughs> so um, over in a box to my yonder off stage right, there is a giant box that is an Earthrise Scorponok. Um, I've been... I'm a, i I got to admit, I'm a little bit disappointed at myself. Um I got Amiga Supreme from Amazon for 180 bucks at the start of 2020, and I've just been—I've just been not buying Earthrise Scorpion. I'm not going, nah, I'm going to get it for 180 bucks. Start of 2021, and I don't think it's going to happen. So it's not. Like I, I like it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen. If it does, I'll be disappointed now because I now paid 280 bucks for him, um, and that came from. That's all right. Yeah, it was all right. It, it came from Savvy's Toys. I've certainly week, seen so. it for much higher. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah going right over four hundred bucks at one yeah. point. The cheapest or I have seen him. If I see it for him, cheaper, it's sold out. Yes. Yeah. Mm. No. Exactly. The cheapest I have seen him is two hundred and forty-six dollars on Amazon, which was still like sixty bucks more than I wanted to pay for him. But now I've paid eighty bucks more or whatever. Um, yeah, ninety, whatever. But um, I've got him now. I'm uh, like I feel. 
every time I see him, I feel like he's a very, I feel like he's a very different Titan, right? Like his colors, his colors are much more, much more vibrant than the other Titans that we've got. And I feel like the detail on him really makes him stand out. And so, um, I've just every time I see him in photos, I'm just like, oh, I really, I really actually want to put that in my collection. So for for the price of impatience, uh, I was happy to I was happy to break my hundred and eighty dollar uh, rule for no Titans. stickers. Does he not have stickers? I don't know. He's still in his box. No, he doesn't have stickers. So that's a plus. Fair enough. Now I'm gonna I'm just gonna reach under reach under my desk here and pull Bring out. <laughs> no, Andy's in Andy's in the other room. Um, pull out a couple of things that of got sitting under the desk for other acquisitions which is the uh transformers red series the robot enhanced design um i decided i quite like these um i i imported a few for some people a few months ago and they just sort of they just sort of stuck with me as a nice representation of characters that um are very familiar to me and so i've got the g1 ones i've got prime got megatron got soundwave they're all wave one um, wave two doesn't have any G1 characters. Not sure if I'm going to actually go for that. Uh, wave three has uh, wave three. Bumblebee. Uh, no, that's a that's wave four. I think four. I don't know. There's a, so there's a there's a Bumblebee coming and there's a Coronation Starscream coming. Now this is the thing about these figures. Um, you can't get wave one in Australia, two or three. But um, the wave four figures, the Bumblebee and Starscream, they are up for pre-order on Zavi. So um, if you if you are into into the the red figures, you can start collecting them locally. That that that's definitely a thing that can happen. They're thirty nine ninety nine each on Zavi, so fairly reasonable as far as like um, uh, six inch non transforming figures go. That's sort of about the price point for um, Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black Series figures. So do they have the possibility? Like are they are oh, they, they do. actually action masters? Um, they're not action masters because you can pose them. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open these up over the over the course of the weekend and um, take some photos of them because I, I, I really liked them when I saw them a couple of months ago. So yeah, I'm very, very into those. Um, Daria, let me let me not forget to change the camera. Daria, how how are you doing? What have what have what have you got there for us? First off, me Christmas present to myself, which was also a surprise because I thought this order had been cancelled, is the. Galactic Odyssey Paradron Medic 2-pack. So you've got your War for Cybertron, Ratchet, and Lifeline. And I'm actually pretty happy with them. I may have said before, I was lamenting the lack of a decent Ratchet figure, or at least a decent Ratchet figure that one could actually get the last few lines. So even though I'm not fond of this random vehicle part and calling it a shield thing, I'm pretty happy. Seems with very this. common, doesn't it? And let's be fair, Lifeline's got the same problem with her "quote unquote" hoverboard on her back. Mm-hmm. But they're nice representations of the figures. And as someone who is fiction than toys, I'm pretty happy with finally having these two. Lifeline's just different enough from Generations or from Thrilling Thirty RC to keep things interested. And also, unexpectedly, uh, because I just spotted one on a shelf, which I did not think was going to happen, got Gigawatt. That's that's, that's the other thing, sorry, I I should mention, in terms of Transformers suddenly appearing at retail, Transformers uh, collab Gigawatt just suddenly dropped on shelves across uh, Victoria and Toy World stores for 60 bucks. 
um, after selling out everywhere. So um, great. Yeah, I I'd given up on him because Amazon had run out and Zing had run out and everywhere else was in the eBay along to get this department. So I thought, oh well, that would have been nice. But then yeah, there was a, a stack of him just sitting on a shelf, you know, regular toy mate, and one of them's now mine. So I'll tell I'll I'll tell you an unfortunate uh, an unfortunate story about uh, Gigawatt. So Gigawatt dried up everywhere, and you couldn't you couldn't pre-order it. I got I got an order in for in-demand toys in the UK for three. That's they yeah. they are now sitting at my sister's house in in London, ready to ship over. And we also got we also got um, Chris, friend friend of TCCA over in Canada, to go out into Canadian stores and pick up five of them. And Chris dutifully bundled everything up in box and posted it off. And literally the next day, they turned up at Toy World stores. Oh. <laughs> the ones coming from Canada are not going to be sixty bucks. They're a little bit more expensive than that, unfortunately. But that's fine. We'll just hang on to them until the stock dries up again. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Mine is a toy mate. I think my local toy world, judging, comparing it to other people's toy world stories, I think it's kind of playing to its own tune. <laughs> the yeah, majority maybe. of them do that. A, a lot, a lot of them do. Like I've, I've asked toy mate about their stock situation before, and the staff behind the counter just said we literally don't know what's coming in until it arrives on the dock and we open the box. Because apparently the arrangement with toy mate is that like Hasbro just sends them stuff rather than them actually ordering things like the, every retailer probably has a different relationship with hasbro who knows but yeah now um i'm going to return us to the i'm going to return us to the four up because tony doesn't have a camera um tony's tony's identity is shrouded in mystery by the way everyone like he's 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 like the dark horse of the collecting community so um <laughs> tony we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna ask you a little bit about your collecting habits since you are the the new kid on the block um yeah of course what what is it that you like to collect so I was I used to be a collector of the old sort of the original G1 uh, uh, figures uh, back when they were um, there was a lot more quality control and they were built a lot better. <laughs> uh, but then I sort of gave that up after a while and only recently sort of got back into collecting and uh, because of War for Cybertron. Uh, there was one fateful day where I happened to walk past my local comic shop and I saw um, a Siege Sideswipe and Siege Hound in these nice little pristine plastic boxes uh, up on the shelf. And uh, the design of Sideswipe just hooked me in immediately. So ever since then, um, I've been on this kind of warpath trying to um, collect all of the Siege, War for Cybertron, uh, obviously all of, um, all of Earthrise, and a little bit of Kingdom, because I'm not as much of a fan of Beast Wars as, as Bradley is. Um, but definitely Very. trying to sort of collect the season one, generation one cast. Uh, and I've kind of got pretty much everybody I need now with the exception of Huffer. So when he comes out for, um, for Kingdom Wave 2, that's going to sort of complete my collection. So I'm kind of nearing the end of, of, of this journey, Jace, I feel. Um, mm -hmm. The famous last words, right? So, you know. I saw the new Ultra Magnus from Kingdom from the Kingdom Wave, and that looks really good too. So, <laughs> so I might I might have to extend it from season one to season three. I'm not sure. So, uh, you, so I believe what you're experiencing is this thing that we call collection creep. <laughs> yes, it's, absolutely. It's like it's like it's like scope creep for um, government projects, but um, it just affects the size, the the number of rooms in your house in which you have to put figures. Yeah. That's right. And what's even worse though is the justification that you go through in your own mind. For you know, oh, I'll just get I'll just get another mold 
of this Starscream one. Um, I uh, it looks. I'll, I'll stop after that though. You you never do, right? It just no. keeps going. No, it's the lies we tell ourselves. <laughs> That's right. Now, um, Bradley, you wanted to ask a couple of questions. Yes, very interesting. <laughs> um, well, since you're new, yeah, to... in Soviet Russian questions ask you. I don't know if this would uh, be relevant, but it's what I like to ask. Uh, Holy Grails with collecting. Uh, what's one that you're after and what's one that you currently possess? Well, I, in terms of the one that I possess, uh, it's actually one of my acquisitions, actually. It's, the, um, it's Ratchet, uh, the Galactic Odyssey Paradigm Medics. Matt Ratchet, nice. which uh, Daria so kindly took us through earlier, and, and so did you, Bradley. Because um, I feel like that uh, it, it's it's something that hasn't been done well. And to be frank, I still think that this one isn't the perfect Ratchet just yet, because it's still not the grey hands, for example, uh, and doesn't come with two little guns, for example, like the handheld pistols. Um, so that, to me, is the one that I have got. The one that I do want is actually Scorponok. Um, I, I feel like I, I've been waiting, similar to Jace, I've sort of been waiting in the market to sort of for the price to come down. And I feel like I've missed my, missed my chance now. Um, and I'm going to have to front up with the cash that I don't have. <laughs> uh, to be, to like to talk shop, um, there have been sightings. There's, a, there's been a couple of, a couple of Scorponox sitting on a Toy World store in Frankston for 299 for the last few weeks so like, if you fan if you fancy a trip to to frankston you can pick up a scorpion yeah i'm not even i'm not that desperate to go to frankston for that but uh <laughs> <laughs> fair, enough, fair uh, enough but uh should i move on to acquisitions um jace or yeah I, yeah why, why why not what, what what's let, let's pick two of your notable acquisitions uh, okay. two not two notable acquisitions preferably ones that we haven't talked about already <laughs> uh, okay well i'm not sure i can handle that but i can uh promise you one that, <laughs> that i haven't talked about the hot rod uh ss86 uh for mm. me was a very very good acquisition uh, i'm gonna put myself on screen while you're talking because i actually Absolutely. have the studio yeah. series 86 hot rod in a lot of like um exactly from wheel of fortune like you're showing off some <laughs> Here's a continent. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Is Adriana still alive or has she passed away? I can't oh. remember. <laughs> I think she has passed. So, oh, okay. so, the, so the reason the reason I want to point this out is because they had her on a season of Celebrity Big Brother, and it was notable. She was she was notable on it because she would carry a, like an aerosol can of air freshener around with her, and there was a point where basically she farted and sat at bolt upright and then just sprayed the air freshener. <laughs> <laughs> So, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be like Adriana Exeditus, um you better get spray. Yes. Just to get, well, just to get okay. back, and someone asks you, I don't, I, I don't have a deodorant, but I do have a quintesson. I was gonna say you do have a fart. <laughs> <laughs> Even WD forty would suffice there. Uh, yeah, Jason, you got something in the back there. Yeah, this Sorry, is true. Just, something. Just to put in, uh, Adriana Exeditus passed in 2010. Oh. Oh. Yeah, respect. And in in out of respect for her, I will just flip hot rod around. And there we go. Nice. There we go. Nice. There we go. Time to make a guess. Oh, weapon story. Uh, does, like... that, does, does, does anyone want to buy a vowel? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet. Well, it's I No, I'm already bankrupt, so I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's that's why you can't buy Scorponok. 
that's all right. <laughs> but, uh, but the thing I was going to say about Hot Rod, though, is um, I noticed, and you can check on the TCCA Facebook page, uh, there was someone who um, had suggested a bit of a hack for Hot Rod when you transform him into uh, car mode or alt mode. Where mm. the um, As, front... uh, Je- Jesson Bell, I believe it was. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So the front of the car obviously doesn't sort of necessarily sit flush with um, the headlights, uh, particularly mm-hmm. on the sort of the, the right hand side. And, and I had that problem for a while. Now, I didn't do Jesslin's uh, fix, but I did find my own fix, which is that if you actually look at the underside of the car, and I know you've got it in robot mode, Jace, so you can't do this, but I've got there are two car little mode. Gray... Oh, you've got it? Um, here, here, you go, here you go, Bradley. Yeah, awesome. So if you have a look under the hood there, see those two little grey columns next to the on the inside? These two? In there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yep, only yep, yep. thing I had to do was make sure that they were at a proper angle that were tilted back, like up towards the top, and then straighten up the arms so that they're straight. And then everything sat flush for me. I, so th- this is actually something that I found a bit funny with, uh, with yeah. Hot Rod. And I'll put myself back on for this because... Uh, I have them in robot mode. This is possibly a little bit more pertinent. So, looking at looking at Hot Rod, um, where's my camera? There, if I put it there, I can't really see. But so, Hot Rod's shoulder assembly is actually quite unusual for mm. um, for modern or for a modern transformer because you can actually move his sho- move his shoulders sort of a little bit forward and backward according to the poses that you want him to have. So there's a bit of a free form there, and then. You can also then rotate the arm around there and around there, and so that's sort of that's why you sort of move it around a bit there because it doesn't really like swinging forward and backward. But I feel like I feel like what you're talking about is making sure that these these shoulders are actually lined up properly in car mode, and maybe maybe that's maybe that's part of the part of the trick to it as well. Yeah, because in car mode, to your point, when you have those grey columns, if you show that robot again, Jace, oh, the yeah. um, in, in if you look at from the top. In car mode, what you can do is you can actually hold the grey bit and then just twist the arm forward and then when you do the transformation. And as long as the arm is straight and the grey bit is at an angle, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the front of the car will sit flush with the headlights. So you don't actually have to take the arm off and, and cut things off. Yeah, um, I see. Although that was a good I, solution. I, so I, I, feel like, I feel like the shoulders are... They're quite stiff out of the box, yes. but I yes. feel like the the way that they're constructed is that they like they will become looser and easier to sort of easier to move over time. Like yes. for for mine, um, the left arm really doesn't like moving, doesn't really like rotating up, um, but it, but it will over time. Like you know, the, I guess the, the more I do that, um, yes. the easier it will be to to rotate. I have heard, however, of I have heard of, of people actually breaking the um, the yellow parts in there and in trying to in trying to move the arms around. So do do be a little bit careful with it until it until it loosens up. Yeah, I did. That actually happened to me. It didn't break, but the actual arm popped off. So that that little grey bit kind of sits in a slot that's in the yeah. rest of uh, Hot Rod's body. So anyway, yeah. um, the second one for me, just moving on, is the uh, is Kingdom Cyclonus. So yeah. um, I do you know, you know what, Tony? I really wish he had a camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I, I've got to say, though, I am the world's ugliest man. So I, I have a, uh, a little trophy. No, that's me. Well. No, well, no, I think I'll I thought, be... I thought, I, I thought that was Holly from Red Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Norman, love it. Yeah. Nice. Um, but Kingdom Cyclonus was the one that I got. Um, and 
Uh, I've got to say, first of all, the packaging is amazing, which we'll, we've obviously seen on, across all the photos. Um, I got the sort of the the nice little card that, that kind of came with it. It was uh, a picture of Primal, I think it was. Um, but the the thing about Cyclonus to me, not is, is it's just not the the size of him and the, the chunkiness of him is, is amazing. The transformability and how how great it looks when you actually sort of um, turn him into his alt mode. But there's I just I just want to say like also on that like I've picked up I also I've, I've got um, eighty six Scourge here as well. Scourge is a really really nice Voyager like. So Hot Rod is the size of a deluxe figure. He, he makes up for it with accessories. And so I unpacked Hot Rod and I was like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then I opened up Scourge and I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is really hefty. There's so much, there's so many like joints move around. There's articulation and it's, it's, it's great. Like they really are impressive figures. And like Cyclonus is like Scourge's brother from another Transformers line. But um, so yeah, like the same, the same things are going to apply to Scourge and Cyclonus. Yeah, and he, and he scales really well next to Scourge as well because I've, I've, I've got him. Um, but the, the only thing that was slightly odd is that if I sort of stared at Cyclonus long enough, um, his face is quite elongated. It's quite long. It's kind of like mm. the, um, the cup problem that you were talking about on a few podcasts ago, Jace. Is he the blur was... problem as well? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the blur is sort of the really long face. But to me, he actually, if you look, if you stare at his face long enough, he kind of looks a bit like a Cybertronian cat. He has very sort of cat type eyes, and uh, it started to freak me out because then as soon as I thought that, I ca I cannot not see that anymore. <laughs> well, he's also got he's also got the two ears. That's right. That's right. Exactly. So um, yeah, so maybe really... maybe Cyclonus is a Cybertronian cat. I mean, he's Galvatron's lapdog. That's true. Maybe you what, should ask Andy. Did he? Yeah. Doing <laughs> anything? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, very nice. Um. Yeah, I, 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 Kingdom Cyclonus is one of the Kingdom figures I am looking forward to getting. I have, I have asked people if they can acquire one for me, so hopefully I'll have one in a, a few days or time. We'll see what happens. Mm. Um, I think that's it for for new acquisitions. We are, as I've said several times in the last half hour, we are well <laughs> over time, so uh, we are going to bring this little show to a to a, a nice close. Um, small, small bit of club news. Um, as I mentioned, I am the I am the reason why a bunch of things are running late in uh, TCCA at the moment, and the twelve days of Christmas uh, giveaway that we were hoping to run before Christmas, uh, we will be we will be running that this weekend, depending on when you're listening to when you're listening to this episode of the podcast. Um, yes, my apologies for the the late drawing of that one, but uh, unfortunately, it was unavoidable. Um, and that also will mean that we will then be uh, starting the year with a clean slate and starting up some new fundraising activities. We've got I got plenty of stock here for things that we can give away as fundraising prizes. Mm, yeah, you can do that too. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, yes, there's a, there's a there's a few gigawatts available. Um, but yeah, so there's a, there's a few things that are, a few things that have, have come in over the last uh, month or so that uh, definitely we are looking to use them as uh, as fundraising opportunities. Don't forget that TCCA raises funds to donate to the Royal Children's Hospital Foundation. Um, and 10% of all of our revenue goes directly to that foundation on a quarterly basis. So uh, we're actually we're actually due for the donation for the last quarter, which I want to sort out the want to sort out the 12 days of Christmas giveaway before we do that. But uh, oh, there was a there were several hundred dollars raised for raised from that giveaway. So 
big thank you to everyone for purchasing tickets and i'm sorry it's taken so long to draw them um other other bit of club news is that um we have been we've been running the club as an, an interim acting committee in the last six months with simon and chris and myself um the club does have a constitution that states that um members do need to be elected to positions so we did send out uh nominations and we have been holding elections for uh two positions so uh, those elections are now over and we will send out the we'll send out the uh, results uh, and we'll have a new newly elected committee for at least the tail half of this year and um we might We'll, we'll see how that goes uh, going into the next financial year of the club. Um, so yeah, new committee will be announced shortly via email and that gives you a bunch of people that you can email if you're having issues with uh, acquiring acquiring figures or if, you, if you're if you having some issues uh, at a state level and you, you want to get some advice on shops or things like that. Um, that's about it. Uh, does anyone have anything that you would like to add before we before we finish the show? Uh, if not, then like you're not going to be able to talk about it for another three months when we do the next episode. <laughs> as, as the relative newbie on this uh, panel, I'd, I'd like to say thank you for the opportunity to uh, to come on board, Jace. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. You're welcome. I I, I hope you come back. Yeah, yeah, wait, did, did I just see? Did I just see you leaving the chat? Shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. Tiny is just like the gif of Homer disappearing into the bushes. <laughs> that's right. Um, all right, that's it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the outro. So thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, and I have been able to see, I have been able to see. Like we, so we've actually been simulcasting tonight on YouTube and in the Facebook group. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys can see, but there's actually been a ton of Facebook comments coming in from uh, people in the group. So thank you, people who've been watching us live on. Um, It'll be nice yes. to see them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So they all come from Facebook users because no one's followed the instructions to connect oh, them to Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. I see them, um, so like I can I can go like um, like someone talking about the the value of the dollar is like up point one five three cents since there. Like I can't tell who that was, but um. So yeah, thank you for listening and watching along to the live stream because uh, it makes it obvious that people actually have. Sorry, we didn't talk about any of your comments, but um. We didn't actually expect there to be any. Um, you can find out more about these stories and more. There's links to them in the show notes that are posted to the Transformers Weekly Facebook page and the Podbean site. If you want to get in touch with us, we love feedback. Please feel free. Uh, there is a, our official site on Podbean, which is transformersweekly.podbean.com. Facebook page is called Australian Transformers Weekly. And, of course, we are all in Transformers Collectors Club Australia on Facebook. If you're not already subscribed, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Pocket Casts, YouTube... I'm going to say Spotify because it's probably on Spotify. It's in your podcatchers of choice. And uh, if you if you really don't have a podcatcher of choice, there's an RSS feed on the uh, on the website. We are a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia, a registered club in Victoria run by volunteers who donate their time and money and Friday nights to make the club better for everyone. Our goal is to connect Transformers fans around the country. We do it by engaging the community and running podcasts like this. Uh, and hunt groups and all sorts of other th cool things. Uh, you can find out more information, including affordable yearly membership options to show your support at transformerscca.com. Now, for a bit of shameless self-promotion, Bradley, you can be found on Twitch at what address? Uh, Twitch.tv slash gaming. I've changed the name recently. Um, I am having a bit of a break uh, for mental health reasons, but if you... You know, if you enjoy the show, please do come up and hit me up on Twitch and always like to talk about Transformers. Just look for the big pair of legs with the Xbox controller between them. Well, I play PlayStation, so that's look probably why. Big, well, that, just look for the big pair of PS5s with a controller between them. I don't have a PS5. 
Oh dear, this is not going well. Um, Daria, would you, would you like to do a bit of shameless self-promotion as well? Sure, you can also hear me on a Stephen Universe podcast called Not So Giant Women, anchor.fm slash Not So Giant Women. Or you can hear me on Podsploitation, your exploitation podcast at anchor.fm slash Podsploitation. And you can also find those by popping those titles into Facebook. Fantastic. Tony, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Like, do, you have, have a, do, 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 do you have a SoundCloud? <laughs> I have a Tinder profile and uh, no. <laughs> oh I have absolutely nothing to promote. Um, you will find me, though, uh, on the Facebook uh, page for the TCCA. Um, I'm, I am often lurking around at your nearest coffee bean as well. So if you see me there, say hi. Fair enough. Uh, you'll find me on Twitter at JM77. you find me in Transformers Collectors Club Australia. And uh, you might occasionally find me making appearances on the Toy Reel podcast. At, um, you can find that at youtube.com slash Toy Reel. And you can also search for Toy Reel on Facebook. That is a that is a, a new thing for me. It's a group that's run by uh, Clinton Hart, who is also in Transformers Collectors Club Australia. And uh, we... We talk about more things than just Transformers, which means I'm like a babe in the woods and I don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, they very graciously had me on last night talking about the top five releases of 2020. So yeah, um, do do look those look up all those podcasts and uh, connect with them and uh, connect with us. That is it for us, and we'll be back. We keep saying this that we'll be back with more Transformers news next week. At some point, we will be back next week, but we'll see how we go. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone, and uh, that's it for us. And bye bye. 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 Bye.